Stream Anime Radio. here everybody welcome to the season finale of xar podcast season i think this is season six i'm jr and he's neff hello sir how you doing uh good evening it's a wonderful night in the neighborhood i'm missing a leafs game but hey we're winning anyway so i don't care (laughs) (laughs) um I the way things went on monday the original reason we didn't stream monday was to watch the uh, national collegiate uh, football championship or the college football championship, depending on what vocabulary you use. And based on how things went, uh, Neff, uh, maybe we should have just come on like the second half and do a show. Oh, my goodness. Let me put it this way. There are beatings and then there are swarmings. That was a swarming. <laughs> there, there's no other way to describe that. I mean, I bailed on it to watch a hockey game that turned out to be a beating and a swarming as well. Mm. So it's like, <laughs> But, um, so yes, uh, congratulations to Georgia once again, who actually completely demolished the Horn Frogs. So the, the pictures of the Futurama TCU Hypnotoads didn't work really good. Well, I liken this to TCU Cinderella story. Uh, no, clock struck midnight, pumpkin got smashed, <laughs> and the mice ran away. <laughs> uh, welcome, Bree, and everybody else watching and listening to us. Uh, there are the crochet hearts. Hello, Liz. Uh, once again, this is the season finale, so after tonight, uh, Twitch streams will go on hiatus until probably the first or second week of February. So um, we appreciate your support again uh, all this season, uh, a season that started late because of my situation, as you guys know. Um, so we decided uh, under the circumstances to extend it instead of ending it at the end of the, um, at the, end of the uh, year in December. So once again, uh, if you're watching us, you can download all of our podcasts back to the start of Kingdom Come. Well, actually, 2020, when uh, COVID was sort of an unknown thing. Uh, you can go to anchor.fm forward slash anime radio. Um, and if you would like to, conversely, if you're listening to us, watch all of our shenanigans, you can go to Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash extreme anime radio. And all of our podcasts since the start of this season uh, are also available to view on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash at extreme anime radio. And don't forget the at. Um, so that's something that normally happens 24 to 48 hours after we do the podcast because of the Twitch exclusivity rule. Ooh. Mm, yes, the exclusivity rule. <laughs> one ring to bind them all, one ring to hold them. Yep. <laughs> Is that how it goes? I, my Lord of One the ring Lord. to rule them all? Okay, you know more about Lord of the Rings than I do, I'll be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but before we came on the air, Neff, you thought I had a picture of New York behind me. No, this is not New York. Well, well, all I see is parking garages, and all I can think of is that's New York. No. <laughs> or downtown Toronto, but I know you, I know you wouldn't be having that behind you. <laughs> well, if, if you look above the letter P, on, uh, if you look to my right as you see me on the screen, 
you will see the characters coin. Coin. Ah, okay. See, I wasn't that close to the screen, you know, because it's like, I'm sorry, putting my nose up against the screen is not good for my nose. <laughs> Never mind my eyes. But actually, um, this picture is not just of Japan. This is a picture that I took in Japan on my last trip. Aha, that explains it. So um, I would have to back away real quick so you can see the background here. But uh, this is uh, Kita Shinagawa. So this is south of Shinagawa, one of the major parts in the Tokyo Ring, if you will. And uh, this is the old Tokaido Road. So this was the road that linked um, Tokyo to Kyoto back in the days of the samurai. So what you're seeing in this picture is uh, the modern road. Ah. I see. So plans to go back there, I trust. What's that? I said plans to go back there, I trust. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure if we'll do that. Um, but uh, no, it, it's nice to reminisce, looking at all the photos from the previous trip. Um, I was going to use a photo of uh, the Tokyo Sky Tree that you've seen on my Facebook profile for so long, but no, then I would just kind of look like a somebody with a big halo behind my head. Hmm. I could go with a joke, but I'm going to be nice about it, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can sort of think of uh, where you're going there. <laughs> you're um, too well, sir. So, um, anyway, I'll just move on. Um, so, uh, yes, within the next week, Bree and I head on over. Um, we're going to be all over the place. I don't want to go over, you know, a lot of the specifics. I'll go over the specifics after we've returned and do our first podcast after that. But um, I've been doing a lot of stuff today over here getting ready for the trip. Uh, I'm making uh, copies of my passport, which I normally do when I travel overseas. But now I'm doing on the same page a copy of my passport and my COVID records. So um, that way um, those are now the two most important items. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it's a different world than the last time you were over there. Mm-hmm. So I actually came across a few blogs and videos about how people are experiencing entry into uh, Japan. And uh, it seems like uh, if you have the full vaccination and you fill out the digital app, which Bree and I have done, you get the blue um, color indicator saying that you're good to go. Um, when you get off the plane... Um, you have to go right to a quarantine station, and when you show them your blue screen, they're going to hand you a pink slip that tells you about, you know, COVID-19 prevention measures while you're in Japan. But it's not just that. It's actually sort of uh, Willy Wonka's golden ticket because when you get through the various stages of the quarantine inspection, uh, if you have this pink slip... It's kind of like the pink golden ticket. You got to wave the ticket, and they'll direct you, and you can bypass all of the quarantine at that point, because I you was, have already was, registered your information with the government. Okay, I was going to say that, that that sounds very weird, and then you explain it. I'm like, ah, but that seems a little archaic to have to be given a slip of paper now. Yeah, <laughs> right. But, I mean, because you're doing a digital app, and you'd figure that why don't you just, you know. Have the digital app be updated once you've gone through. Okay. Yeah. Now there, are, there are times actually when we go into the, the app and you have to log in again because they've updated, mainly because they've changed the entry rules to go to Japan. So now they have, um, if you're arriving from mainland China or if you're arriving from Macau, uh, now they're are requiring a COVID test before you leave. And uh, once you land at the airport, so that's going to add some considerable time if you're coming from those areas. Mm. Yes, I, I have a few projects uh, that I've donated to uh, via Kickstarter, and a lot of them, of course, are based in China manufacturing parts. And I'm getting reports, and I'm going, oh, dear, that does not look good. Yeah. 
So um, the, the latest news really coming out of Japan the last few days is China going uh, reciprocal um, and the government uh, now imposing uh, suspension of visa processing uh, to go to China now if you're coming from South Korea or Japan. What they're saying is retaliation for other countries instituting the COVID measures. Well, China is free to do that. It's their country, just like mm -hmm. it's, we're free to impose whatever restrictions we see fit. So it's the new reality. Mm -hmm. We've got to get used to it again. Yeah. So um, looking forward to going. And uh, um, I have my new um, uh, carry-on bag with me that I'm starting to provision for stuff. Uh, so I'm including a lot of stuff about, you know, places we're staying at in Japan, uh, insurance information, uh, the copies of the passport, uh, a few other things, and also, uh, you know, one one day and one night's worth of clothes if for some godforsaken reason something happens to the luggage. I was going to say you are taking proper precautions with the luggage, I trust? Yes. I have uh, I have two air tags one, and they're each going into the uh, checked in bags. Perfect. That was going I was I was wondering if you were going to actually mention what specific measures you were taking, but yeah, that is the proper thing to do folks nowadays, especially if you're coming through any major airports because there's a 50-50 chance right now that your luggage will go somewhere that you don't and vice yeah. versa. And it was exacerbated with the issues uh, that we had here in the U.S. over the holidays. And then possibly again today, Neff, did you hear the news about our wonderful federal aviation system? Yeah, I, I saw that this morning. I'm going, oh, boy. They didn't issue a ground stop from what I saw, but apparently it came close. Oh, yeah. Actually, no, there was a ground stop. It was the first, I believe it was the first national ground stop since 9-11. Ooh, that's yeah. Because, I mean, all I had all I had seen as far as you know how it affected us up here was uh, Air Canada was saying if you had a flight going into the U.S., double check. Right. It might not be going. Right. Um, and so that uh, that ground stop I think only happened for like one or two hours, but the FAA said we need time to. Reboot our computers. So I've been reading reports on CNN and Fox um, uh, sort of explain the situation is that this system failure occurred last night or sometime yesterday. Um, it is the NOTAMs or notice to airmen. Um, actually, I think um, it's no either notice to airmen or sometimes now they use the gender neutral notice to air missions instead of notice to airmen. Um, mm. And uh, it's basically the important safety notices that the pilots are required to have before they fly. So when they fly and they file their flight plan, they have to get these notums to see what's happening, you know, at the airport they're leaving from, at the airport they're going to, um, at airports they might be flying over, and when they file flight plans, they have to put one or two alternate airports so they have to do that. Um, they have to get the NOTAMs for that particular location. And, of course, each country will have their own general NOTAMs as well. Hello, uh, Raider. Thank you for joining us. So, yes, um, very, very uh, peculiar thing. We're both, uh, in both cases, seem to be dealing between the FAA issue and the Southwest Airlines issue, old computer systems. That takes so long to reboot. You see, the problem is that a lot of companies don't invest in IT because they don't realize that if you, if you don't keep your IT updated, eventually it's going to fail. Mm -hmm. And if it fails, it can fail catastrophically. Mm -hmm. See Southwest, and now see this issue with the FAA and the NOTAM system. Mm -hmm. I mean, and I'll just step a little bit aside for a second to say my, where, I, where I work we were using up until last year, we were using computers that ran Windows 7, <laughs> which had no support, <laughs> not even extended security support. So they were relying upon essentially vendor antivirus, anti-malware, and if anything got past that, it was like game over, and 
we deal with client files, which are supposed to be confidential. <laughs> so needless to say, I was one of the ones in my office, very few of who knew of this danger and was very, very like, oh, this is going to, if this goes bad, this will go bad. This is gonna... And so eventually we did get new machines. We got up to Windows 10, which of course only gives us now another two years. Yeah. Because of course, Windows 10 will go out of, you know, regular maintenance patches as of 2025. Mm. So, you know, <laughs> it's going to be, well, the new machines will at least be able to run Windows 11. Now, whether or not they can do remote upgrades to Windows 11 or not, Oh, mm. uh, if I had hair, it would be falling out right now, <laughs> I tell you. I still have a few places that use Windows 7, unbelievably so. Okay, as long as they aren't handling your financial information, no worries. I mean, if all they're doing <laughs> is, like, you know, looking after a, a fry machine at McDonald's, fine. Yeah. But anything to do with financial or health information, mm. that's bad. Yeah. Really bad. Um. Well, Brie was uh, mentioning she's just a little bit worried about our flights to the coast. I am a little bit too. So um, not to go into too specific uh, stuff, but we'll be meeting up on the west coast of the U.S. and then continuing on from there. Um, as you've seen, there have been a lot of bad weather over the last few days. Uh, we've been checking up on our families. Um, if there's any positive note... It's that I know that our particular flight that we're taking to Japan has not been canceled in all these days. It's actually been leaving on time. So, uh, yes, as long as we can get to the coast, I think we're going to be just fine. Well, that, that's always the, the thing with a multi-leg journey. It's like, okay, this leg of the journey, normally fine. It's the other legs of the journey that we don't know until we go. Right, right. You know? Having, having done now my first multi-leg journey, I'll say it this way. I'd much rather do a direct flight and pay more. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just, yeah. Yeah. Uh, given our circumstances, this was, I think, the best solution. So, But uh, at least once we get on that plane, we'll be, uh, we'll be in good comfort and good hands uh, for the journey over there. I think it's about 12, 13 hours or something like that. <laughs> okay, so... Now, doing the math, back, so you're going to be on the air and in between airports yourself roughly, say, 16, 17 hours? Um, actually, um, the layover is overnight. That's even, that's even longer than I thought. I'm going, <laughs> oh, oh, that, would, that would just be like... We're not, we're not staying in the airport overnight. No, 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 no. Well, no, I mean, even if you were staying, you know, I'm just going, okay, the airport hotel, oof. <laughs> and, and this is from someone who stays regularly for, for the charity work I do, mm -hmm. you know, at Anime North, at an airport very near, or hotel very near an airport, so it's like, <laughs> No, we got we got everything in hand, I think. Um, and I was taking out uh, all the currency from my safe, because I have the currency saved from the last time I was in Japan. Plus uh, some other currency uh, that I picked up in the last few months. Plus uh, two of the IC cards that I had from the last trip. So the only question is I don't know how, how much money is on those IC cards. I won't know yeah. until I get there. Uh, I was going to say there's no way to find out in advance. Oh, crap. No. I, there might be an app somewhere that I could download, and it, and it might be able to check, but I'm not exactly 100% sure. Oh, and I also found some Canadian funds uh, while, while I was in the safe. Ah, uh, yes, the, the plastic money. The plastic money. <laughs> well, yeah, it is a plastic polymer. That, that's yeah. why it looks as good as it does. <laughs> of course, when it tears... It tears in rather interesting ways. Hmm. In fact, I gave I gave someone a twenty that literally looked like you know a beaver had taken a gnaw to it. <laughs> we we have no idea how this happened. I mean, I'm like looking at it going, oh. I mean, ninety five percent of it's here. You're fine. Hmm. <laughs> but um, so yes, yeah, so we're looking forward to it, and uh, we hope to have. Uh, I might post some updates on the uh, Instagram uh, for the station while we're over there. Um, might also do, you know, post some updates in the Discord. And, of course, hopefully a full report will come um, 
we do the first podcast after we come back, which will be the start of Season 7. So please look forward to that. Um, Neff, let's see. Damar Hamlin. Wow. What a big positive turnaround for this guy. Since we last had this show, um, I believe, what, it was over the weekend. He was air-medded over to uh, Buffalo from Cincinnati. And then it was, what, one night in Buffalo or two nights he got discharged? Yeah, he was discharged today, so um, that's great news. Uh, he'll be recovering with the, the help of the team doctors and his own medical team. Mm-hmm. No idea if he's going to be available uh, to show up on Sunday mm. when uh, they face the fish mm-hmm. in Highmark Stadium, mm-hmm. which is the Buffalo's, which is Buffalo Bills home stadium. I'm calling it Highmark from Hell <laughs> because we've now found out that the Miami quarterback did not pass uh, his concussion protocol, so they are using a third stringer, apparently. Not even Ooh. the second stringer, because the second stringer, apparently, his fingers are mush. <laughs> so um, we're using a th- they're using a third-string quarterback. Now, I'm not going to say this is a guaranteed win, mind you. No, mm-hmm. no, no, I'm not going to say that. But I'm going to say that makes it that much more difficult for the fish and I'm hoping for a fish fry on Sunday afternoon. <laughs> well, the way you put it, yeah. <laughs> so As we... I said, the stars are aligning, but you never know. Mm-hmm. That's why you play the game. Yep. So we have, uh, I believe, a total of six wild card games. Um, so looking forward to that. Uh, any other games you're looking forward to besides uh, the fish uh, and the bills? The, the one that intrigues me is going to be the New York Giants. Oh, New yeah. Giants, I call them. And the Minnesota Vikings. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Because the Minnesota Vikings are the ultimate Jekyll and Hyde team. Mm-hmm. They can literally show up one week and look like they could win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. The next week, it looks like they couldn't find the toilet bowl. <laughs> and a guide. Yeah. And a map. So it's very possible that the New York Giants will get them when they're in that mode and they will move on, which will be hilarious for me mm-hmm. because it's going to be like, oh, great, you're 10-4 and four, or whatever you finished uh, Minnesota and you still can't finish the job. <laughs> then, of course, there's the other game that is going to be grins and giggles for me, which is the Dallas Cowboys and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mainly because I have reasons to loathe both teams. Both teams could go, you know, get hit by a meteorite as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> it's a question of who actually wins. Right. Does Dak Prescott remember how to throw a football? Or does Tom Brady still have enough strength in his noodle arm left to throw a football? <laughs> That's what that one comes down to. Mm-hmm. What about yourself? Uh, no, you just mentioned it. Uh, obviously, the Giants are the local team. Uh, I don't want to say New York's team because that would be technically incorrect, but uh, the local team. <laughs> um, but then, um, and then I want to see um, now the winner of which game faces the Chiefs. Well, it'll be the lowest seed that it, that uh, faces the Chiefs. So whoever is the lo- absolute lowest. So, I, for example, I want to say it's like four versus the four or five seed. That's what I thought. Well, it's again, it's always the lowest, whoever's left. So, for example, if Miami were to win, mm-hmm. then they would face the Chiefs. Okay. Because they would be the seventh seed, right? They were, they were okay. the absolute last ones to get in. All right. But as we know, that's not going to happen. Now, whether or not um, Cincinnati makes it to the next round, mm-hmm. well, they're facing a Ravens team that doesn't have Lamar Jackson. Hmm. Ugh, I, I I want the Ravens to win on the one hand, but on the other hand, I'm like, I don't see how they do it. Yeah. I mean, unless they literally, you know, like take Joe Burrow out back, put him in a straitjacket and say, you stay here for the entire game. <laughs> I don't see that happening. But, uh, no, I, I'm trying to look at the uh, the playoff bracket here. Here we go. Uh so, yeah, divisional, to be announced against Kansas City. So there we go. <laughs> yeah, as I said, the, the divisional will be the lowest seed will go okay. to Kansas City okay. unless. Now, I don't think it's possible. I think it, I think we'd have to wait until the, the next round, the, the round following, mm-hmm. if the Bills meet 
the Kansas City Chiefs, that will be at a neutral site. Now, right. The latest rumor that I've heard, nothing's been confirmed yet, is that they're looking at the Atlanta stadium for the site of such a neutral uh, game. Interesting. Reason being, it's an NFC team and a team not in the playoffs. Uh, my guess would have been Indianapolis. No, and there's a good story behind that. Because the Indianapolis Stadium is being used for a volleyball competition. Oh. And that's been something that's going on in, the, in, that, in that stadium apparently for years. Okay. Since the stadium was first constructed. So they didn't want to, you know, sever that business relationship for this one-off. Uh-huh. Which fully makes sense, right? Because right. you don't want to kick, kick a reliable source of income to the curb for a one-shot. Mm. Now, that leads to the other rumor that's been going around. Mm. That this neutral site game, if it happens, will be a test of whether or not to take the championship games from the AFC and the NFC and put them in neutral sites. That you decide in advance. Yes. So that you could build up, you could build up momentum, build up, you know, the, the, the hype, etc. Although I don't see how you do that because you'd have to plan so far in advance to know, okay, which stadiums would be available and would that still end up essentially, potentially giving a team an unfair advantage unless they went looking for opposite conference stadiums. Mm. Which I think is what the plan would be. That would make more sense because, well, look at last year's big game. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, last year's big game was an was an example of that one possibility, that one in thirty-two chance, right? That the 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 team in that stadium would get there. Mm-hmm. Now, in the case of SoFi Stadium, pardon me, there was actually a two in thirty-two chance. Mm-hmm. Because, of course, there are the Chargers and, uh, okay, L.A. Chargers and the, help me, Jared, my brain. Uh. It's the Chargers and it's an NFC, t- the Rams. Rams. <sighs> okay, it took, it took me a minute. I'm like, wait a minute, I should know this because there aren't that many stadiums where there are two teams. Mm-hmm. The other one, of course, being uh, the Meadowlands, whatever right. they're calling it these days, mm-hmm. where the Giants and the Jets play. Right. Play being, you know, somewhat in air quotes. Although, again, the Giants did their did the, did their deed, mm-hmm. so we can't, you know, make those jokes. At least not no. this. Year, at least not this. <laughs> um, so I'm looking at the chart right now. We have us, uh, ah, the the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, I lo- I love how I love how they advanced uh, to the playoffs. By virtue of uh, um, peculiar peculiar ending to, what was it, Detroit and Green Bay? Well, the best part is, okay, Detroit and Green Bay is a conference game. And normally Green Bay treats Detroit like a doormat. Steps all over them, wipes their feet on them, and, you know, just tosses them to the curb. The fact that the Lions managed on national TV yet, in the final game of the season, to send... Aaron Rodgers and his merry men, or not so merry men in this case, packing, is hilarious to me. Mm. It's just that that bit of Schadenfreude where it's like, you know what, Aaron Rodgers, you've turned out to be not so nice a person. So <laughs> maybe if you get a little bit of you know bad karma your way, I ain't gonna feel sorry for you no more. It was a defensive penalty, which resulted in an ejection uh, on behalf of the Packers, and I think that. You know, moving the yardage and creating a, a new set of downs, I think, uh, w- was key in the Lions uh, winning the game. Well, yeah, I, I'll say this. I mean, uh, when it comes to that, it comes down to, okay, the Lions saw an opportunity and they took it, right? Hmm. Green Bay created that opportunity because they have players, and this is the same player. He was warned once before because he did it once before. Mm-hmm. Got ejected for, you know, uh, less than gentlemanly behavior, you know, on the field, which, considering that football is a contact sport, means you've mm-hmm. crossed quite a line. Mm-hmm. You know, in this case, uh, he was shoving a medical personnel who, in fact, had simply, you know, said to him, hey, you know, move it while I go tend to my injured player here, mm-hmm. and, you know, on the opposite team. And, you know, considering what had just happened, 
with DeMar Hamlin, that's a very, very bad look for the league. Mm. You know, it's like the medical personnel are there for a reason. They're not there to give out candy and flowers. Right. So I, I think the ejection was warranted. Mm-hmm. And again, was it the final tipping point? I'll be honest with you, watching that entire game, Green Bay did not look that interested for, you know, what was essentially their playoff lives. Mm-hmm. I, I, I expected them to come out hot, fast, and trying to make kitty litter out of Detroit. Mm-hmm. And they didn't do so. So, Well, um, there's a lot to look forward to. As you guys know, if you've watched or listened to us for a long time, we're big sports fans, so we're really excited to see what happens this weekend. Uh, well, I may not be paying attention much because I'll be packing, but I'll try to catch b- bits and pieces here and there. Well, I'm just, I'm just funny. I'm just laughing because the final game of Wild Card Weekend is Monday night, and it is the Tampa Bay Dallas game, and we're getting the Peyton brothers. And I'm going. I don't know if that's the best game to have the Peyton brothers because this <laughs> might actually be interesting enough that the Peyton brothers are really superfluous. Mm. No one's going to care. Yeah. Right. Mm. So I'm going. Hmm. But we shall see. Yep. Um, we turn back to Japan here. We have uh, a lot of these um, rituals that are happening in Japan in these first few days of 2023 to celebrate the uh, the new year and uh, luck um, for that particular time frame. Uh, we have the return for the first time since the COVID pandemic of the Lucky Man Race. So that is held, I believe, in a shrine in Hyogo, which is on the way towards Western Japan. And there's a shrine where uh, men will line up at the sh- shrine gates, um, and they'll open the gates, uh, and it's kind of like starting a horse race. They, all the men will run and uh, run through the precincts of the shrine until they get to the main shrine, and the first three people there win and receive the large wealth and luck for 2023. So the saying goes. But if you saw the uh, video, Nev, I'm not sure if you did. There was one guy who was at the front as they opened the doors, and he ran so far ahead of anybody else, it was no contest. Um, he, he he could become a running back for the Georgia Bulldogs at this rate. What do you think? Well, I haven't seen the video, but there was and there was no chance for any shenanigans, right? No, 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 no. Okay, not not like that one. I can't remember if it was Brooklyn or New York, the marathon runner, who basically, you know, got out in front, took the subway, and then <laughs> hopped off the subway to finish the race. I'm like going, wait a minute. I know this isn't going to happen in Japan, but just yikes. I remember that. Yeah, it was an infamous moment. <laughs> mm. That's why now they have sensors, you know, every so amount of space to make sure that you're on the course. <laughs> but um, they don't let you have subway tokens anymore. <laughs> no, uh, but no, we have uh, we have that going on. We had uh, coming of age day. Um, so in Japan, they've actually lowered uh, coming of age for certain things, uh, or the legal age, I should say. Um, I guess to um, look at the housing and stuff, uh, they've lowered it recently from 20 to 18. So in some places, they're celebrating coming the age of 18-year-olds, some places of 20-year-olds, and some places they're actually celebrating coming of age, I believe, of uh, 22-year-olds because they weren't able to do uh, uh, coming of age ceremonies the last couple of years because of COVID. Well, yeah, the, 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 that's a lot of the things now. A lot of things that we didn't do, you know, during the worst of COVID are mm-hmm. now coming back or coming back, you know, slightly modified to catch up, for lack of a better word. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is, this is one of those things. Mm. Oh, we have somebody who we need to promptly ban. Uh, would you do the honors, please, Liz? Thank you very much. I love when those things happen uh, randomly in our chat. No, I'm not interested in your product. Thank you very much. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, the bots. Thank you. There's, there's the bot hammer when you need it. Yes. I, I love sometimes when uh, I get followed by these random um, Twitter handles when I post updates about 
upcoming shows. Oh, check our graphics out. And then, you know, it's all part of a nice little scheme that's going on. Mm. Yeah, you get those random private follows and some of them, what they say in, in their opening statements, you're like going, you couldn't be more obviously a bot if you tried. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, some of them are quite sophisticated, but some are just like, no. <laughs> Click, ban, go away. Live podcasting, folks. But I was going to say, Neff, uh, another thing that happens in Japan at this time of the year, uh, the first auctions of the year happen for various goods and products and whatnot. So we have your, um, for example, your fish auctions. Uh, tuna, uh, historically, tuna goes at a high price at the start of the year. Again, as a tradition, from my understanding, to bring good luck uh, for the new year. But something else I noticed in the news lately, um, cherries going at auction. You know, small red cherries. <laughs> Is it because there's a dearth of them that they're suddenly now valuable enough to auction? I don't know, but uh, apparently this is new to me. Um, we have, um, let's see, a Yamagata Prefecture Cherries. Um, so there was a, there's a special brand of cherry called Sato Nishiki, uh, that comes from Yamagata prefecture. And, uh, there are a total of, uh, I want to say, let's see, eight by five. So that would be 40 cherries, 40 small red cherries in this one box. The total weight is 500 grams. So Neff understands what 500 grams is. Uh, for those of you who don't, it's a little over one pound, I believe. And um, the the auction price for these cherries, 1.3 million yen, or almost 10,000 U.S. dollars. What? Okay. Now, I could see this if the money goes to charity. Okay, <laughs> and I say this because the start of the year usually brings out the over in the United States mm -hmm. the Barrett Jackson Automotive auction. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you know there's always one vehicle that is sold off for charity mm -hmm. that goes for a stupid amount of money. Mm -hmm. So I could see that, but you're telling me, oh yes, <laughs> my 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 brain can barely compute that just just for the logic of forty small cherries. Mm. $10,000. Yeah. There isn't even enough there to make, you know, cherry booze out of. Come on. <laughs> Something useful, at least. Yep. Uh, so let's see. Uh, we have... Uh, I'm trying to look up the, the news about the uh, tuna auction that happened this year. Um, so this is... Um, it did not bring a lot of uh, money th this time around because in previous years, the one tuna has fetched like a few million U.S. dollars. Uh, so this one this year, the record was, if i got to pull it up again, uh, you have to forgive me because uh, my... Forgive him, folks. He's floundering around while he's looking. Oh. <laughs> um, let's see. 212-kilogram bluefin tuna. Uh, sold for two hundred and seventy thousand U.S. dollars. Holy mackerel! That's actually. <laughs> well, you just keep going with this, don't you? Don't be a sorry face, you know. Oh, believe me, you know, you give me a line like that, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull, you know. <laughs> I said, I said, I called you a sorry face. You get that one? Yeah, I know that's a fish. <laughs> actually, the sorry cash in Japan is actually going down. So if you're interested in having sari uh, as sushi in Japan, you may have to pay uh, up a little bit, I think. Yeah, the, the, the problem is, like, nature and, and fisheries, like, when you're catching them out in the wild, mm -hmm. it gets harder and harder. That's why a lot of the fish now is farmed, is, mm. the, is the term for this. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you've ever seen a salmon farm, for example, mm -hmm. out in BC, but... I mean, it's the same fish, right? Right. Without all the effort, mm -hmm. in theory. Yeah. Um, no, I've seen a uh, salmon hatchery once. I think it was in California. So, 
have I ever watched Wicked Tuna? Oh, no, I have not. Wicked Tuna. Now I have this, now I have this mental image of a fish with a pointy hat on its head. <laughs> no, I have not seen Wicked Tuna. So that's, uh, that's, uh, that's, I think that's, um, one where they go out and, and search for tuna, right? It's kind of like Deadliest Catch, or isn't it, Bree? She can, mm. she can uh, back me up on that. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, when it comes to the fisheries, it's like that, that is an industry that, you know, I, I salute the men and women who do it because I could never, Stand on a boat that long, okay. You know, being up to my arms, armpits, and fish. Mm. Yeah. Uh, when I actually, I, I've seen a little bit of Deadliest Catch before, and one of my favorite things is that you wouldn't notice unless you pay attention. But the narrator is one Mike Rowe, a host of Dirty Jobs. Mike Rowe. Yes. Tuna. Row. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'm saying Game deadliest cat. Right, um, but uh, no, um, so a guy who I follow a, a lot, and he's actual. If if you look at uh, if you look at YouTube, there are a lot of old videos when he did the overnight shift at uh, QVC or the Home Shopping Network or something like that. Very interesting to watch. Have just go ad lib all, all so long. Uh, okay, now knowing the quality of the merchandise that's usually hawked on those channels, I'm going. Hmm. Oh wow, that that's a very interesting uh, tidbit that Bree said. It's a lot of fishermen off of the east coast of the U.S. and I would imagine probably Canada as well, right, Neff? That fish well, for yeah. tuna and sell them to go abroad to Japan. I mean, up in Canada, we've had to curtail a lot of the fishing industry because we were basically fishing them out. Hmm. Especially on the East Coast, you know, yeah, um, because unfortunately, you know, our fish and lobster were in high demand, and unfortunately, nature is not able to replace at the same rate that we take. Mm -hmm. So they had to, you know, say the government had to say, no, you can't go fish anymore. Mm -hmm. We won't give as many licenses to do it. Right. So you know, which has led to a, n a number of problems, but ultimately, that if you can experience, you know, a Canadian lobster. Apparently it's very good. Now I'm not I'm not into lobster, mind you. I, mm. I I'll do the tuna, I'll do the salmon, but when it comes to lobster, it's just like, no, it's got pinchy things. <laughs> it's, got, it's got pinchy things and it looks at me. I no 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 no. So if you, I, I think if you know how to pull apart a, a, a cooked lobster and stuff, I think it works out. Well, maybe if it, maybe if I was just looking at the meat, maybe I could get away with it. But <laughs> I have a local grocery store where they have a tank mm -hmm. with lobsters in it mm. and i've walked by that thing and i've gone no i'm not eating anything that looks like it could actually hurt yeah. i got anywhere near it <laughs> you know what this reminds me of this is a an interesting story <laughs> um one of the times i was in japan i went to a sushi restaurant in akihabara called ginzo have you been to ginzo with us i think so yeah okay so this is one that's right under the train tracks. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I remember going there once, and I, I look behind uh, the beautiful sushi counter, and there's a fish tank. There was a gorgeous fish behind there that I saw when I came in and took my seat. Um, I don't know what exactly it was, but I know it was a beautiful fish. Um, and there are a few other people in the restaurant. So I go, look at the order, uh, look at the menu, I place my order. Then I look back at the sushi chef, look back at the tank, and the fish is gone. Uh-oh. <laughs> I don't think okay. it was from my order, but still. I was going to say, that fish went to a fry. <laughs> As the guest of honor. <laughs> oh, no. The guest of honor. Well, the guest of honor, yeah. <laughs> the meal of honor, maybe. The hey, that was to say, yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, that uh, very, very one side 
project of a story, if you will, <laughs> to tell about this. <laughs> yeah, more than background noise, let me tell you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, it's been, uh, wow, as we get close to the top of the hour here, uh, we have now done podcasts for just a little over three years, Neff. Three years and uh, two weeks, I think. <laughs> Time flies when you're having fun. Oh, yes. And also um, probably like a year and change since we've been doing this format because I think it was... Uh, when did we start on Twitch? Uh, 2021 in the fall, was it? I think so, yeah. Maybe uh, maybe Liz can back me up on that. Was it around fall 2021 that we started this? Um, I know we've gotten a lot of uh, help to get this started and everything, so um, it could have been a little earlier than that. I know we were sort of experimenting, but um, uh, that might have been a little bit longer than that. Um, transitioning and migrating to the different software, different doohickeys and whatnot, and uh, sharing our love for Japan, Japanese culture, anime, and sports. Um, I know that I'll have to uh, go and uh, bring some things back for people I know while I'm there. That's why hopefully I'm going to bring in uh, you know, a little bigger suitcase. Oh, you're chronologically impaired? <laughs> okay, I apologize. <laughs> so so she's saying she's uh ca she's calendar calendar less is what she's saying. Uh, yeah. But uh well I'll ask you Neff uh would you like me to bring anything for you that you would like to disclose on the air? Well, if you find something any anything from, you know, a se this past season shows or even something that's currently airing because, you know, the charity auction's coming. And we are going back to a full auction. So if I can get something, you know, quote, unquote, fresh from Japan, mm -hmm. not a fish, <laughs> then, you know, because, of course, fish won't last till May unless I somehow figure out an aquarium in here. But uh -huh. anyways, uh, no, but seriously, if you can, you know, find some room in your luggage for that, that would be very much appreciated because we are going to be going back to a live auction. It's going to be a little more difficult than it has been in previous years to gather materials and I'm not sure how well that's going to go, so we're going to have mm -hmm. to see how that all works out mm -hmm. because, you know, the conditions under which we're working are a lot different than we were in the before times. Right. So things are going to be a little bit of a challenge, but I'm always up for a challenge. I mean, uh, and I keep doing this. You know, people ask me, why do you keep doing this? And I'm <laughs> like, well, it's a lot of stress, but, you know, if I can help sick, drunk, sick kids' house, hospital, they help me, I help them, you know. Mm -hmm. They scratched my back years ago when I was a youngster, so I scratched theirs now. Right. So, uh, you know, uh, Neff has been helping with the charity auction for many years, and we've had a lot of donations to the charity auction um, over the years when we played music. So this will be a fitting time to hopefully bring something back. And then after that, i got to get it shipped from here to you and hope that uh, your good old customs agents don't get their grabby hands on it. Hmm. I'm going, do I have to make a drive down there? <laughs> that would be the only, that'd be about the only way to be sure these days. Yeah, right? Yeah. If you drive, if you drive, we'll meet in Niagara Falls, and uh, then you'll be fine, I guess, won't you? <laughs> well, I don't, have to cross, I don't have to cross the border once, and, you know, they're not going to look in my trunk, maybe. <laughs> Who am I kidding? CBSA yeah. are going... You're bringing something in, pay the tax. We don't care what it is. <laughs> That's all they care about. The only other option, well, I guess if I were to send it from Japan to you, it would be the same thing. It's got to, still got to check it anyway. I was going to say it's going to get checked when it hits Vancouver. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, thoroughly ex I thoroughly expect that when I come back into the U.S., I'm probably going to be interviewed for a little bit again because of... Uh, the fact that uh, I have a very um, common name, if you will. <laughs> I, I I don't know what to tell you, Jr. Because now and now you have, of course, the extra equipment in your body that will mean you're going to have to go through maybe slightly different procedures. Yeah. And you know. <sighs> yeah. Who knows uh, what that'll do? Maybe maybe they'll get you you know a bit of a free pass because they're like 
yeah, he's, you know, not going to do much because he can't do much. <laughs> well, you're talking about airport security. You're not talking about immigration. Well, a little bit from column A, a little bit from column B. Mm. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know what? I'm going to take a note down of what we said a few minutes ago. Um, Spy X family, that's still relevant, right? All right, so maybe we'll do something like that. Maybe I'll go back to Kotobukiya for you. Yeah, and speaking of anime, I was catching up on some stuff. Hmm. Finally had some time. Yeah. Uh, welcome to Demon School, Iramakun. Finished off season one. I've gotten partway through season two. And I'm absolutely enjoying myself because, you know, this show is completely bonkers and insane. <laughs> and it's now gotten to the... Uh, Point, I'm going to be spoiling a little bit if you haven't already seen this, but mm -hmm. the show's getting on in years now. Um, Irma is now, the, the, the device he has on his hand, the ring, mm -hmm. decided to help him by giving him an evil phase. <laughs> we're, just about, we're just about to see that when I, when I stop for the day. So after I finish driving around Mama Canuck, going to the dentist, mm -hmm. and driving on somebody else... If I have any time left over before the evening, I will try to watch a few more episodes of that because this is it. It's right. a fun show. Yeah. It, and it's basically, you know, you watch and you just go, oh, ha he, this, this kid, you know, he, he dodges bullets, you know, that, like he should by all rights have been found out as a human and been booted out of there eons ago. Mm. But he somehow manages through sheer protagonist luck, rank EX, for those of you who get the Fade Grand Order reference, um, to say, hey, wait a minute here. He, he can't be that lucky. Oh, yes, he can. <laughs> uh, I, have to, I have to brush up on a list of anime shows that are relevant because I'm sure those are going to be the type of shows they're going to plaster all over the areas that, you know, uh, they're attracted to people like us, uh, such as Akihabara. Um, what we're saying is not is pretty close to Akihabara, actually, uh, in Tokyo. So, be a very easy commute to get there. I was going to say, and there was another show I tried. Well, the first episode, anyway. Uh, it's just been released from this season. Tomo-chan is really a girl. Mm. And oh no, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give that a couple more episodes. Uh. Right now, after the first episode. The female MC and the male MC are so dense between the two of them, they're a pair of black holes. And I'm going, <laughs> no, you can't be that stupid and just be let outside. I mean, mm. you, just, you just can't be. <laughs> so we'll we'll see how that works out. You know. Nice, nice. I have to I have to see if because uh, I I never checked. I don't think I checked this out when I last I flew to Japan. And from but coming back from Japan, but I'm wondering if the Japanese airline has uh, anime to watch. I can't remember if I, it, it well, was last time. Maybe. I mean, I can tell you, Air Canada had like basic children's shows, no anime. Okay. In in Japanese, so if my Japanese was better than you know enough to get me arrested or deported or deported <laughs> slapped <laughs> then I might have you know engaged myself in, in those but yeah that's the level of my Japanese I'm afraid <sighs> well well uh, as we get to uh, 857 uh, as we're recording this now uh, we come to the end of the podcast Neff, uh is there anything you'd like to say to our viewers and listeners as we wrap up another season officially well, once again, thank you for tuning in to hearing the ramblings of myself and JR. With me, it's more rambling than anything else, of course. <laughs> but, uh, uh, again, you, you've, stick with, you've stuck with us. You've joined us throughout our journeys. Uh, you've seen the good. You've seen the bad. You have them both, and there you have. And, you know, I'm not going to go there. But seriously, thank you. We appreciate you. And we'll be back next season. Bigger, better. And JR is going to have tra travel stories to tell, which I'm really looking forward to. And uh, hopefully also at some point uh, around the time we start the new season, we're going to continue Ace Attorney. That's something we haven't uh, done in quite a while since we ended the, the last chapter, which took about from weeks. So... <laughs> 
Now, you play, we played it on Steam, so you can tell exactly how many hours we spent on that game, right? Oh, yes. If, I, if you let me load up Steam. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, do the questions and comments, and then uh, while, while you do that, I will try to discover. All right. If you have any questions, concerns, compliments, or complaints about this podcast or our Twitch stream, drop us a line at extremeanimeradio at gmail.com. Or hit us up on social media. You can find links to our Facebook page, our Twitter handle, our Instagram account, our Discord server, and uh, our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com at Extreme Anime Radio, where you'll find archived versions of this podcast, all our archived versions of this stream, and archived versions of this podcast are available through anchor.fm or slash anime radio or your favorite podcasting platform. All right. I am... Uh... Waiting for this to open, and uh, here we go. Um, so let's see. Yeah. <laughs> now keep in mind, Neff, that uh, the Great Ace Attorney Chronicles includes two games. Cause, mm-hmm. cause we played this before. the The first game in this series, Great Ace Attorney Chronicles, and the one that we'll put, we've been playing recently, Ace Attorney Two Resolve. Greatest Attorney mm-hmm. to Resolve. So it's between those two games. Just keep that in mind. 75.9 hours. And at the billing rate of the typical Toronto lawyer, <laughs> which is somewhere north of $200 for a competent one. Yikes. <laughs> 15,000 Canadian beaver bucks, not including HST. Yes, exactly. <laughs> So um, look forward to amazing stories and more legal uh, problems with this game, if you will. Hopefully only with this game uh, as we get to the next season of the XAR podcast. Uh, So stick around to our Discord and also our social media platforms to find out when that happens. Again, also uh, probably in our Instagram and our Discord, I'll try to post some updates from the trip as things go on. If not, then just join us in the next podcast, and we'll have a full update for you guys. So um, thank you guys for joining us, listening, and tuning in, and watching, and whatever you do to uh, enjoy this little show. We will see you at the start of the next season, which will happen in the beginning of February. Um, My special thanks go to Neff, of course, uh, the sidekick and all this. Um, as well as the support crew, including uh, Bree and Liz. Um, also, some of our other supporters include um, Sonic and uh, Junji and Flax and Karam and Kaldit and probably a few others I'm missing. But, um, oh, Keiichi-san as well. He checks in from time to time to say, hi, how you doing? So... Um, I appreciate you guys and appreciate everybody who has uh, joined us here. Until the next time, we have a podcast for FMJR. Thank you for watching and listening. And remember, keep on looking out for the Extreme Aerial Podcast. And don't forget, archived versions of this podcast are available at anchor.fm forward slash anime radio. Good night, everybody, and we'll see you next season. And, oh, uh, Ka- um, I'm sorry, Bree just said, Mika, of course, Mika. Uh, Mika has participated in a lot of our streams, also supports us. Um, And uh, Mika and a few other of the cosplayers and artists of Sarah have done, um, have given um, some boost to our channel in recent months, especially after the thing that happened to me. So to Mika and all the other cosplayers and artists, thank you. And uh, we will see you guys At the start of the next season, thank you for watching and listening to the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast. Okay.